Christ is in our midst. In today's gospel, dearly beloved, we see a very interesting interaction as we do several times throughout the Holy Gospels between our Lord, the twelve disciples, and usually someone who is considered an outcast in Jewish society. As is the case with many of these interactions that we see between our Lord, the twelve disciples, and often this person who is considered an outcast, outcast throughout Scripture, and especially the ones that they involve some other person, especially the ones that the disciples seemingly grumble about. And we see this several times throughout Scripture. And we see that the ones that the disciples often grumble about are the ones who are considered, again, who are considered unclean in the spiritual sense and therefore not considered worthy to approach our Lord and Savior in any way. But it's also the case, the gospel and the gospel overall always reveals to us Christ's great mercy and love for someone who is seemingly unworthy, who is seemingly worthy, who is seemingly unworthy and worthy to be called or compared to nothing less than a dog. In today's gospel, this person just so happens to be a Syrophoenician woman or a Canaanite woman. And in this particular gospel reading, the Lord reveals to us his Father's gracious will to heal and to save all mankind and all of creation. As we see in the account today, when this particular woman approaches Christ, the disciples reveal their lack of understanding by condemning this woman for, first of all, even daring to approach our Lord. I mean, they did exactly what their Jewish upbringing had taught them to do. First of all, the woman was acting inappropriately by approaching Jesus in the first place. And on top of that, she was a Gentile, and that made her doubly avoidable, avoidable at all costs. Now, when she approached our Lord and she asked for the healing of her daughter, he was silent. Our Lord said nothing. He did not even acknowledge her at this first approach. But this was not done out of some type of contempt or lack of love for this woman. But to, to demonstrate that he had first come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And he was also silent to also re to reveal the persevering faith of this woman. I can imagine that Jesus' silence when this woman first approached him probably pleased the disciples, right? But obviously they had hoped for a stronger rebuke from our Lord since they practically asked for it by name. By asking our Lord 
to send her away. It is at this point that he tells the woman exactly what I said. He has been sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Again, I'm sitting here and imagining the disciples were overjoyed at hearing this comment. Even more so when he again tells the woman, it is not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. In in other words, Christ was telling this Canaanite woman that it was not fair that he not give the Jewish people the first opportunity at accepting him as their Messiah. And as is often the case in these interactions, as we see, Jesus sought to reveal two things to those involved, as he does in most of his parables and most of his interactions that we see in the Gospels. One of these things is tragic, and one of these things is divine. In this particular instance, he made an example of both the disciples and the woman. The disciples, for their lack of compassion and lack of, and lack of faith, and the divine part, the faith of the woman and her humility and fortitude of faith. Her reply echoes forever as an example of pure love and faith. And how does she respond to this? I love this. Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. All I can say is, wow, wow. What humility this Canaanite woman displays before our Lord. And because of this faith and humility, Jesus immediately answered her by saying, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done to you as you desire. You see, dearly beloved, Christ desires that we seek humility. And he uses this woman to demonstrate to us what type of humility is pleasing to him. The way of the Canaanite woman pleased our Lord. In her, we can see that there is not one ounce of self-interest. I mean, her ego seems to be practically destroyed. And the great enemies of our ego are what? Our pride are what? As the church teaches us and the church fathers teach us. They are humility, love, and faith. This woman approaches the Lord without regard to any social convention. She begs Him for His mercy. Accepts his rebuke and display and with a display of unprecedented faith, even calling herself a dog. We just heard calling herself a dog, which is a great, great insult. And then what does she do? 
She calls this Jewish man, kneels before him, and calls him master. This is how we know if we are on the right track, my brothers and sisters in Christ, if we are modeling this woman's great humility, faith, and love. It, it really is just that simple. If we model this woman's humility, faith, and love. St. Theophilact, on his commentary regarding this passage, says, Now Jesus shows the reason why he put off healing her at the beginning. So that the faith and understanding of the woman might be manifest. Christ did not immediately give his assent at the beginning. And even drove her away. But now when her faith has been revealed. She hears the words of praise. Great is thy faith. By saying be it unto thee even as thou wilt. St. Theophilact, Christ showed us that if she had not had faith, she would not have obtained her request. The Lord used the Canaanite woman to demonstrate to us what it means to be the temple of God. God's promises extended even to her, you see, one who was not even of the house of Israel. And it is the same truth for us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is one thing, except for our own refusal to accept his love, to open our lives to him, as did this woman in humility, faith and love. She could have stayed away from the Lord on the grounds of her identity as a Gentile. But that would have been an easy excuse. That would have been an easy way out. But she pressed on nonetheless. She didn't take the easy way out. But persevered in opening her life to him. Beyond what anyone in that time would have expected. Or even would have done. We all need to follow her example. In our lives my brothers and sisters. With patience. With humility. And love. And we must always. 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 Call upon the mercy of Christ. For his healing. And his transformation. Persevering in faith. Even when we think God does not hear us or acknowledge us, we must persevere like the Canaanite woman. Now we'll leave us with a quote from St. Sophroni. Do not let the things of this world disperse your energy. Concentrate all your attention on. Devote all your energy to a life which corresponds to the gospel to the spirit of the gospel of commandments. Let us keep control over our mind in the face of the distractions of the exterior world. Without ascetic effort, our mind will never be able to remain constantly on God. It is from now 
in this life that we must learn to persevere and dwell in God. Just as our spirit will dwell in God after our death. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen.